You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton postgame show with Al Jerry. All right, here we go on the podcast on a, I don't know, Tuesday? Today's a Tuesday, Tuesday. Jerry. I, you know what? I know Craig wasn't feeling well this morning. I did not sleep very much last night. I am tired and confused today. I see. Just my head is cloudy. Not good. Was I talking to you about the uh, nasal strips, the breathe right strips? You were not. I was not. I no. must have been talking to Eddie about it. So I was all stuffed up the other day as well, uh, which I was unsure if I got whatever was go- is going around. Uh, and I was starting to feel better yesterday, and then I went back into my basement to clean, and uh, it all hit me again. Yeah. So maybe there's some irritant in my basement, dust of some sort. <clears throat> but because I was stuffed, all stuffed up the last couple nights when I went to go to sleep, right? I I had uh, those breathe right strips that you'll see like the athletes wear sometimes yes. to open up the nasal passages. I was like, I'll, I'll give this a shot. It worked. Really? Yeah. Like I was stuffed up. I put that on. It opened up my breathing passages. I was able to go to sleep. No You're drugs. Kidding me? No. Works. So no sinus stuff in your nose. Nothing. Wow. Maybe I got to get those. Yes. Very interesting. Now I've talked to people who said, like my friend Paul, who I do my other podcast with. Right, because you have two podcasts. I do two. He said that uh, they don't. It doesn't. He has a hard time getting it to stick on his nose. Maybe he has an oily nose. I, I was don't say, know. Maybe he's washed once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wash my you. nose before I do mine, and it sticks. But right. I could see d- different skin types. It may not work. Very interesting. And you also have to make sure where you put it because it's got to, like, grip the where the nostrils are. But shout out to Breathe Right Strips. Nice. I'm not sure why I even had them in my home. Why would you? I must you? have tried them one time. I bet you we probably got them at a softball game from Boomer Right, or maybe got them for free. That's how probably. I tried most of my new products. I wasn't going to say free. I was just going to say Probably got them from Boomer. Oh, from Boomer. Yeah, right. It could. There's. It's possible it came like in a Boomer golf Correct. goodie bag, something like that. Exactly. But anyway, I recommend them. Right on. Although I have been told that the generic brands are not good. The stickiness is not as good. You know, it's funny you bring that up brand. because there are certain things that if you get the generic, um, kind of it, it, they work really well. Right. Like if you get generic drugs, for the most part. They work just as well as the regular drug, and I mean, a couple of my doctors have told me that's because it's the same science, it's right. the same medicine. It just doesn't have the name. Once the two, I think it's a two-year window of exclusivity. Once that's off, anybody can make the drug, and they will make a generic, and so people won't buy it because they don't think it's as good when it's the same exact pill. But then there are things like that, like if you buy cheap generic band aids, they rip your skin off your face, right? Or they don't stick. Or they don't stick. So something's good, something's not so good. This is a story I did with uh, Eddie during uh, when you were out for a post game uh, that the uh, 
that Cialis and Viagra are both coming up for generic drugs this year. Now you told me. You, know, you told me that. Oh, and then uh, so they're not advertising anymore with yep. the NFL. They're off the NFL advertisements, which is a good they're thing. They're out. But yeah. I, I, try, I uh, well, take Nexium for my stomach, and when I took a generic form of that, it did not work. And when I talked to my doctor about it, they said sometimes the generic drugs, all drugs have some sort of filler that binds the the medication into a pill form of right. something. And sometimes that differs in the generic drugs, and sometimes that can have an effect on individuals differently. Interesting. So occasionally you might Are run you still into taking that. that every day? Yeah. How many times a day? Well, I take Nexium in the morning, right. and I take Zantac at night. Wow. From everything I've read, my, uh, my uh, bones are going to be very brittle in a few years. Jerry. That's not a good thing. Not a good thing. Because you already have no protection around those bones. Good point. I didn't <laughs> yes. even think of that. Right. I'll probably have no bones when I get older. No bones. Uh, Jerry, this is, uh, comes to us, um, a story about millennials. Oh, here we go again with millennials. Millen- what the hell is a millennial? Millennials are affecting the beer industry. Okay, because they're drinking wine? Yes. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Here's the here's the thing. Uh, beer, if you, uh, Boston Beer Company, that's Sam Adams. They yeah, have yeah. some other beers as well. Yep. Goldman Sachs recently uh, kind of decreased their value. And they said that the beer industry as a whole is going down. That the millennials in particular are drinking less beer and instead are drinking more wine and spirits. Yes. And they're also blaming the use of marijuana now being legal in a lot of places and not looked down upon even when it is illegal in places. That that has taken the place of... Uh, younger people drinking beers. I believe that. I absolutely believe that. I was at um, a little barbecue on Sunday late afternoon, early evening, and I was having light beer, all good. Mm-hmm. And everybody else, and one of the other guys was drinking the light beer, and everybody else was drinking this vodka drink. Yeah, that my buddy made, and it was. And someone else was drinking wine, but the wine. I just. It's funny you brought that story because I would say, maybe it was Friday. Yeah, we don't do a podcast. Friday, I had a lot of time. It's weird. I'm like lost on Fridays between ten twenty and. 11 o'clock because there's no podcast. And I was reading about how this generation, I thought it meant more my, us. I didn't know it meant if millennials are younger, I don't know. I think they are. I thought it meant more us that just wine has become so popular right now. That that's what everybody's choice is. And also popular now, they have these spiked um, seltzers. Which are great. I've yeah. had them too. You were enjoying those. I do. I do like those. So, um, yeah, I still like a nice cold beer in the summer. Like who's and I, I could see mixing drinks with it, I guess. But like, who is drinking vodka over ice or whiskey or bourbon? Like that to me seems like so yesterday. Well, the vodka, if you're mixing it with something else, I think it's nice. No, of course, and you get mixed. I know that. But like, I I had a friend. Oh, I still do. He's probably mid fifties. He drinks absolute over ice. That's what he drinks. Straight up. Absolute over ice, maybe a squeeze of lime, something like that. But he doesn't mix it with anything. I'm thinking, like that's hardcore. Those are the drinkers of yesteryear. Give me, give me, you know, bourbon. Give me some whiskey. Give me the hard stuff over ice. That's what he would drink. Like I don't see anybody my age or younger doing that, right? Except for Brian Monzo. What does he drink? Anything. Oh, he'll have whatever's alcohol. Yes. And he doesn't want it diluted. <laughs> yeah, the sipping drinks I don't really go for. Like, I, I tend to, if I'm holding a drink in my hand, I will drink it. Right. The and, sipping is because they're disgusting. Right. 
and you don't want to drink it. And you have to, yeah, occasionally go, okay, I got to take some of this down. Right, exactly. Disgusting. It's funny. So maybe we'll get discounted beers now if uh, the beer industry is like, maybe there's just too many beers. You ever go into a liquor store, Jerry? It's like a thousand different beers. Yeah, I used to run a liquor store. Remember? Oh, you did. Yes, yeah. right. Like 19 doors now of beer. Yeah. It's it's really insane. And the microbreweries yeah. have their own section. Craft beers. You don't know what to buy. I just go the like Coors Light. I look for Corona. Uh, Corona Light would be, and I like Heineken Light. And I like a Sam Summer Ale. Yeah, not That's so nice. much. Not so much. No, I don't. I don't go for that. Hmm. Where do I want to go next, Jerry? Let me do this next. Remember, we were talking uh, about cleaning out. You know, uh, in a preparations for a move, you might clean out your attic or, or yes. your your basement or your closets. I do. And I told you I thought I had some valuable items. Turns out, my valuable items are worth nothing. Okay. Not the case for Alice Cooper. He's a rocker. You may know him, Jerry. I've heard of him. School's out for. Summer, that guy. Well, he was friends with Andy Warhol back in the 70s. Right. And there was a time when Andy Warhol gifted him a painting called Little Electric Chair. Okay. He gave him this painting because Alice Cooper's stage show often had him sitting in an electric chair. Got it. Well, um, Alice Cooper at the time... Uh, had to go in for, uh, I guess, um, some sort of rehab situation. Mm -hmm. And his family took this painting that was given to him. Well, actually, his girlfriend had purchased it as a birthday gift off of Andy Warhol for $2,500. They rolled it up, put it in the attic, and completely forgot about it. Well, it has been unearthed. And an appraiser says... Oh, here we go. That this $2,500 painting... Can I take a guess? ...called Little Electric Chair from Andy Warhol is could be worth what today? I will say it could be worth, I'm going to say $250,000. It grew 10 times. They say this has the potential to be worth $10 million. Oof. But one problem, Andy Warhol did not sign this one, and he normally signed his paintings. Okay. But it was hand given to them by Andy himself. So there's no proof. It has been authenticated by an Andy Warhol expert. I love that. Come on. As 100%. So they don't know uh, if if he's considering, uh, he's going to hang it up in his home, he says. But if they were to sell it, could be worth $10 million. Sell it then. But it is not signed. Sell it. Like, why would you even think of keeping it? Right. I mean, $10 forget million. $10 million. Take 2.5 and run. Yes. I give you a right. bargain. Say, listen, it's not signed. I'll take $8 million. I mean, you got to be kidding. This really changes your life. Yeah, you always hear those things like when people go to garage sales and they bought a cheesy painting yes. and then they opened up the frame and there was a, you know, well, you know painting it's a, behind it that was worthy of something. Well, it's very interesting. And I, you know, we've been talking about eBay a lot lately. Yeah. Or Amazon or any of these All new of those sites things. you have found. So I coach with a guy, good dude, retired detective who didn't know what he was going to do with his time. He's only 50, and he has decided he was going to make eBay. He was going to dedicate five hours a day to eBay. An eBay store. And what he meant by that would, would be five hours a day, five days a week, he was either going to flea markets, garage sales, or on the computer listing and looking for stuff. And he, Al, it's unbelievable. If you stand with him 
and you're having a conversation with him, the cash register doesn't stop going off. I mean, it's one after. Now, I'm not saying it's ching, ching. But if you have a five-minute conversation with the guy, the cash register probably sounds 12 times. So that's the sound it makes when you've sold something yeah, on eBay? Yeah, someone, someone, when, when an auction is won or someone does the buy it now and buys it, mm. you get the, hey, it's sold, now time to, to, to ship. And what he has found, and he's been retired for two years doing this, what he has found is he goes to these flea markets and he just looks around for the oldest things he can find. He found a Monopoly game, I want to say from the 1930s, no, maybe the 1940s, and it had uh, Disney characters. It was a Disney Monopoly game that was made in the 40s. The box was a mess, no question, but the board was in pretty good shape and the pieces were in good shape. He spent $12 on it. He showed me the, because he sold it right when we were there. It was in his trunk. That's how I knew what the box looked like. And he sold it for $110. He's like, oh, I do this all the time. He goes, he finds old bats. You know, like, you know, you could find a Daryl Strawberry signed bat in the day. You know, the carved bats or whatever. Not worth anything. But if he finds one that's got Mickey, the bat could be beat up. But if it was a Mickey Mantle engraved bat, I don't want to say engraved. What's it called? Stamped? Yeah. He's like, people are nuts. He goes, he'll pay $7 for it and put it up for $500. He goes, someone will buy it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He goes, but you got, you need the time. Right. And that's what he does every day. That's what I should be doing, Jerry. Well, eBay and the rest retired. of the day. Oh, with when I retire. That's I think your day thing. is really full because you've Very got full. like the gym and. I play the piano at home by myself. Right, you, you have to make dinner. I mean, I do make you got to eat. Have to eat. And I then eat you got to fall asleep on the couch before you go into bed. Oh, uh, right, correct. I do uh, that as well. And then, really, you talk about spare time. You probably only have three hours to kill. Right. After all, which that's is not done. enough to. I mean, they have a list of things we just went over. Laundry. I also. I mean, do. your day is like packed. I do laundry as well, Jerry. I mean, you think about it. You get up at two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You don't stop. No, I'm not. For I go longer non-stop. than an hour. Oh yeah. I'm I mean, one of those guys. Brutal. You get no breaks. They tell people that they're busy. Oh, I'm so busy all day long. I'll tell you straight up. I play the piano for a couple hours. A day. <laughs> hey, he's not kidding either. <laughs> it's really. Have you ever taken stock in how cool your life actually is? I know I have absolutely. No, I, I don't take it for granted. I understand where I'm at because I've had the nine to five hours, which seem impossible to get anything done. Agreed. Really Agreed. does. I think about it now and I say. Thank God that's not me. Right. It sucks getting up early, but you do have it does. the day. I'm not going to lie. I've had many a morning now in the last year where I have rolled over and said, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> it is hard when you sleep three right. hours, two hours, six hours. It's just it's what it is. But we're not complaining. It's no. Just, those are facts. Right. You do have the rest of your day, which you could be sleeping or doing things. Jerry, I know we've probably talked about this subject before. Penises? Uh, yes, kind of. Kind of. Uh, vasectomies. Oh, my God. I didn't know that's where you were going. All oh, right, yes. cool. We what? have talked about vasectomies before. There's a new thing going around called brosectomies. Okay. Brosectomies. This is where you and a group of your friends or coworkers... Go together? Go together. Oh, come on. And make a day of it. And a lot of these places that do vasectomies are... Um, how do you say, like... Um, giving discounts? Or, or um, not giving discounts. You're struggling with this one. Yeah. They're they're going out of their way to m- make that a thing. Okay. What's the word I'm looking for? Party. I don't know. Make it trendy? No, not make, make it, it trendy. Like, they, they want to accommodate. 
they're trying to accommodate that was the word this. You come up yes, with. that's correct. <laughs> uh, so yeah, brosectomies, a vasectomy with friends, and afterwards you guys all hang out in a cushy setting of couches, snacks, big screen TVs, and top shelf liquor. Hey Bill, your balls blue. Hey Ronnie, you sack swollen. Mm-hmm. One of the gentlemen says, "Quote: We thought it was going to be painful." When describing the procedure, he said it felt like the sting of a rubber band. That's it, huh? After that, we were just laughing. I guess it's from the alcohol, but we had such a great time. You want to go Saturday? The brosectomy. You want to do it? I do not want to get this done. You have no interest? No. Hmm. I've contemplated it. You have? I have, yes. That's why I brought this up. I thought you did contemplate it. I mean, if you'd go, I'd go. See, this is what they're saying. So let's say you have contemplated it, right? <laughs> I've thought about it, yeah. But you didn't go through with it. Let's say... Uh, not yet. Let's say Craig thought about it as well, and Boomer did as well, and me as well, and we were all kind of BSing, well, no, we no, all no, should the, go. Would we, w- no, we, we would wouldn't. all go and do we it. We wouldn't. We would not. Could you Get imagine those four idiots walking in? <laughs> do what? No, I don't think so. After the operation, friends can retire to the recovery room in bathrobes and slippers. You can order a nice steak dinner and relax for hours. I thought you time out. I thought you're in and out in like a half hour. You are, but you make a thing of it. I don't want to make a thing of it. Go get snipped and get out. Vasectomy. Bro, I'm sorry, brosectomy. Yeah, no, I'm out on that. You're out for a brosectomy. Yes, I'm not going with you guys. What if uh, the entire Boomer and Carton softball team was going for brosectomies? Would you be in for that? No. I want to get in and I want to leave. Would you fake it just to hang out with everybody? No. Why? Why would I why would I do that? I already do that at the softball games. You fake it there? No. <laughs> I'm there. I hang oh, out. Oh, you there. already hang out with us, That's right? That's what I mean. Oh, okay. So no, I don't. I don't think that would be enticing. Yeah, okay. honey, I'm not gonna be home Saturday. Why? I'm gonna hang out with the guys from the show while they get vasectomies, and I can get a steak dinner. I mean, that seems right. weird. And doesn't top, it? top shelf liquor, as yeah, they said. Yeah, I think I'm good. All right. Uh, here's something. There's a uh, Craigslist ad going think on. You in... never think you'll get a vasectomy? No. Never. No, my sperm. I'm sure doesn't even work anymore. <laughs> Why would I get a procedure that I don't need? Well, right, well there's a soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, there are 60-year-old men that have kids yeah. because the sperm are still swimming. See, I think I do have good sperm, actually. Like, I'm interested in getting it tested Why just to you? see how powerful it is. You should. Why not? Why not? Because they'd be like, are you here to have a child? Are you going to try to have a child? Like, I'm just curious what so my you're sperm... thinking about it. That's all. <laughs> that should just be part of your physical. Shoot this not, into a cup, and then we're going to count your sperm for you. You're welcome. You're not, you have 48 million sperm per ounce. So now you want your general practitioner yes. to have pornography ready for you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I yeah. don't know that that's going to work. And then like they go, oh, um, your cholesterol is good. You're, uh, you're a little low iron. You could use a little more vitamin D, but um, your sperm is through the roof. They're swimming like crazy. <laughs> like trout swimming upstream. Yeah, very powerful sperm. <laughs> That's what you want to know. I would like I think, to know by that. Way, you can do that. I can go to my urologist and do it. You can do that urologist. You can also drop it off at a lab. There's a lot of things you can do, actually. Just randomly drop it off at a lab? No, I think you have to make an appointment. <laughs> and probably use their containers. 
uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to bring in a Dixie cup and put tinfoil on it. I mean, you could try that. Good right. luck with it. <laughs> you should do that. Like, I'm if you're curious. really curious, yeah. go for it. I am curious. All right, well, then. Hmm. Is this a brosturbation? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we have a steak dinner afterwards? <laughs> and top shelf liquor? <laughs> James, you still got boner? <laughs> I wonder if I'd be able to do that in a setting like a doc, like a doctor type setting. I don't think I could. You can't have sex unless the the the, the moment is perfect. And right. you think you could do that in a doctor's I could, office? No, you're right. I could not. You can't go to the bathroom unless uh, if someone walks in on you. Right. And you think you could do that? Probably not. That's no what I'm chance. saying. I'd have to be, take the the tubing home with me and race it to the doctor. Right. You would have to. You would have to do one of those things at a lab where you set it up. And then I'm not talking about like you know where they draw blood. I'm talking about a place that literally does. Yeah, but sperm like, counts. Like you know, like when um, families are going through in vitro. Yes. Some of the time, the uh, the the family has to go into a tube or a cup and then run it to the doctor. Sure. I would have to do that. I'd have to yeah. be home and then run it to the doctor. Right. But at least you'd be home and you can do it. I must get into the doctor's office, please. I must deliver this specimen. <laughs> Everyone out of my way. Because you, you got to get it before it gets, before it cools off. And then you know you would get there and there'd be nothing but attractive moms and women. <laughs> and what are you here for, sir? <laughs> I'd rather it's personal. I'd rather not say aloud. <laughs> yeah, I have well. done that when I've gone to... Uh, the doctor for like where my penis hurt or my testicle hurt and you go up to and i made an appointment already right right i'd say i tell the person who answers the phone why are you coming in for it my right ball hurts <laughs> right yes. so then when i go there and i sign in they go what are you here for i go i had called it no what what oh, i'm sorry i don't want to say here at the desk in the waiting room my ball hurts <laughs> but they make you want to they kind of make you want to say it well say the normal terms then my test, I have testicle pain. Yes, testicular pain. I still don't want that in the in the waiting room. Well, so then whisper it. Test, test, Write test. it on a napkin and hand it to her. I have with your phone number. <laughs> I have t- t- testicular pain. I'm sorry, sir. We couldn't hear that. <laughs> You're funny. Test testicular pain. You say testicular pain? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. Going to the doctor is not easy. Yeah. There's nothing good about it. And nothing I'm telling good. you, man, not that it's a big deal, but again, you go in there and you got an attractive nurse and you're just like, oh, come on. I mean, really? Hmm. Not that it matters, I guess, but makes it different. You're freezing. Freezing in this studio. Yeah. Well, it's been. I think they set the thermostat to 58 this morning. <laughs> Your nipples are probably going to cut glass right now. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry. The warm-up. I think this has gotten goofy. Yeah, the warm-up show is next. A lot of balls, penises, and nipples. Absolutely, as usual. <laughs> uh, the warm-up show is next, Jerry. It was a terrific program this morning, and it is coming to you right here. 
It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. Hi, very good morning to you. This portion is sponsored by Burlington. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. Mookie Straw, Max Doc, and who's on the bottom? And Kid, Kid. of course, Gary Carter. Right, what's going on? That's my uh, seven-line T-shirt, Jerry. I thought I'd wear it since the Mets won last night. They did. They've they've played very well, actually, lately. That's four out of five now. Here we go. Although Addison Reed tried to do his best. Did you see the uh, the ball that Jabari Blash hit? He almost gave up a walk-off home run, Jerry. Yeah, it would have been a three-run shot, and I thought, I guess it was Ron Darling making the case, because my son left me a note, you've got to see the ninth inning, and I'm thinking, oh, geez, but then I saw they won, I didn't think much of it, but I did, I came in, I watched the ninth inning, and Darling was making the point, if you're just waking up, the Mets lost to, uh, rather, beat the Padres last night 5-3, but they almost blew it in the ninth inning, Blash hits a shot down the right field line with two guys on, that even Darling says, looks like it went over the foul pole, and even on replay, it was tough to see if the ball was. They had a couple of angles that was pretty obvious it was foul, but man, it was close. And Mets are trying to deal that Addison Reed. You can't be giving up game winning no. home runs. So especially, that would have been a bad look for him. You can't be doing that, especially after Jacob DeGrom was so good again as uh, he won his eighth straight. So, yes, uh, good job with the shirt. And then, Jerry, uh, last we checked in with Cowboys wide receiver Lucky Whitehead. That is moron. <laughs> he uh, had a his pit bull. Yeah. He said it had been kidnapped and held for ransom. But he got it back. Got it back from a local Dallas rapper. Of which we had a lot of audio that we were going to play last week that I never got to. The guy, not Lucky Whitehead, the rapper seemed out of his freaking mind. And then they actually coordinated a pickup spot in a parking lot where not only did they bring Lucky Whitehead, his dog back, they brought the dog back like this. Picture a dog. His front paws up, his back paws down. He's straight up in the air like Scooby-Doo, and they're holding him under the front paws like this. And handing him over. They handed him over. He was very thankful, and you figured you were kind of good to go. Good to go. Good to go. And then uh, yesterday, Lucky Whitehead was on the field and then was pulled off the field by a Cowboys public relations person and then cut little reference we played clips all of yesterday morning talking about what from the cowboys accountability accountability yeah he he was cut so uh, evidently he was involved in um, shoplifting at a wawa i think in virginia in virginia now he claims mistaken identity he says he was not he has a ticket for an a flight he was on to dallas or in dallas from dallas to washington dc at the time of the uh, robbery, right? Not robbery, shoplifting. Oh, shoplifting Same of the thing. Wawa. Wawa in Mawa. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the Cowboys are no longer buying his act. Wawa robots. Well, here's the thing. I was actually asking Harris this, and I should know this. I'm trying to think if Lucky Whitehead, aside from being an average player, has he been a problem off the field other than the dog situation, which was more embarrassing than anything? My guess is, because I thought that as well, Jerry, you have all these other guys on the Cowboys also getting in trouble. They're not getting cut. My guess is he's one of those guys that there's always confusion and mix up with him. Nothing criminal, but like there's always something weird happening with him and he's not good enough to put up with it anymore. Right. I, I get that. But the, the funny thing, and I'll play the clip at 6.30, probably every hour I'll play it. There's a reporter, Joe Trahan, I think is his name, who covers the Cowboys in Dallas. And he's there for training camp. And as he's getting pulled off the field, one of the reporters is like, you know, Lucky, you got anything to say? What do you want? And he's like, I don't know anything about it. I wasn't there. I wasn't, you know. And so they said to him, you know, how do you respond? And he's like, 
what do you want me to say? I was not there. So the whole thing is just bizarre. He's claiming mistaken identity. Yes, and that's what his agent came out and said. The reporters asked Stephen Jones and Jason Garrett about the whole thing, and they just said, listen, body of work. And that's where I come back to. I don't remember any other arrests. So maybe you're right. Maybe they don't think he's good enough. Here's the problem I have. And I work for the Cowboys, as you know, for Compass Media Networks, and I've been a fan my whole life. So you put that out there, you understand that. The problem I have with the Cowboys cutting him, if this is the one uh, issue that happened before it's really been cleared up, is they're talking about accountability, and we want character guys. And I do think they have drafted good people the last couple of years. But it's very hard to take when this is the same team that hired Greg Hardy. Right. It's the same organization that had a lot of shenanigans going on in the 90s under the same ownership. So I like that they're trying to clean it up, but it's very tough to take when you're kind of speaking out of both sides of the mouth of your mouth within the span of 24 months. You know, in some ways I look at this uh, for the Giants who play the opening week. This is good. Cowboys are being very chaotic. Yeah. But as I was discussing with Eddie yesterday off the air, when people think, "Oh, the Cowboys maybe they can't win the East because uh, their team is in turmoil and all this stuff." Those Cowboys teams of the 90s, the 86 Mets, Eddie pointed out the Yankees from the 70s, those well, teams were trouble off the field. And on the field, they were very good, and it didn't affect their game. I don't see Deion Sanders or Charles Haley walking down the oh. uh, walking down the sideline anytime soon. Oh, I see. Defensively, they are challenged, in my opinion. Offensively, I think they'll still be very good. That line's great. Defensively is a problem. So I understand your point. I don't know that they're as talented as those teams as they are right now. So Got if it. you're a Giant fan, I agree with your first point. Perfect. Be excited. For the season opener. And if Ezekiel Elliott gets a That's another thing. can for one game, no, perfect. This. All right, so they've talked tough about all this. Now if the NFL suspends him, are the Cowboys going to do something? Or no, because he's Ezekiel Elliott. See, that's the problem. That's the hypocrisy of the whole thing. If Lucky Whitehead was Des Bryant, is Des Bryant cut today? No. No, of course not. They'd say mistaken identity. Of course, Right. Uh, we have to gather all the facts. My guy's saying one thing. They're saying another. We're not sure. Wah, we'll deal with it. Mawa. We'll mm-hmm. deal with it in February. Wawa and Mawa. Hypocrisy. Uh, Jerry, I have this segment called NFL News and Notes. That almost sounds professional. I have two items for you. Right. One, Plaxico Burris is an intern now. Good for him. In Arizona under Bruce Arians. That's great. So he wants a coach. He wants the coach. 20, 20, 24 hours ago. Uh-oh. Flax was indicted. Oh. <laughs> and now he's going to do four years in a row. Uh-oh. Flax was indicted. Put him in handcuffs. Take him to the pen. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Before he shoots again. Can't control his gun when he's in the club. Oh, no, 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 no. Have you ever contemplated the absurdity of how his career ended? Yes. I'm contemplating I mean, it now. He's an intern. Like they, right, but I, I mean, you think about where he was. And, and remember when that happened. I, maybe I have this wrong. I'm sure Giant fans will call to tell me I was wrong. Weren't the Giants just rolling towards what would have been another Super Bowl? I believe so. They were like, humming they, along, Jerry. They were like the most dynamic team in the NFL. And then he, shoot, he shoots himself in the club. And the whole thing just goes... Completely downhill. I mean, think about that. And now he's an intern who's going to be a coach. Now he's interning. He's going to be a coach. And my second news and notes, Jerry. See, news and notes, I don't really expect. That was really, on. you had no other thought. Just no. put it out there and got just it. Just letting you know. So when you go to work today, you go, oh, Plex, like, Plexico Burris is an intern. It's called now. water cooler talk. Out. Right. What you might say to an intern at your office, it's the summer. We don't have any interns. No, no, I'm saying the listeners. Got it. 
You're an intern. Uh, also, you know who else is interning? Plaxico Burris, former you've got, Giants. You've got that going for you. Something. I'm just giving you something to talk to the interns about. And the second one of my news and notes, Jerry, Andrew Luck just got had uh, shoulder surgery. They said not sure if he's going to be ready to go. It's mid-July. <laughs> what is he? Why did he just get shoulder surgery? See, I was very confused by this story. Like, what about <laughs> January 1 when you were out of the playoffs? One story I read said he had surgery late January and had to clean something up. And another one said he just had surgery. I don't know because on the surface you would say, did this take away from your jet skiing over the last few months and you right. wanted to wait until summer was over? I don't know. I'm with you, but I'm also not very clear on it either based on the two stories I read. I read multiple stories. They all brushed over it. They're all just like, well, shoulder surgery. Not sure if he's going to be ready for week one. <laughs> That's not important. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how some of these teams do things. Yeah, I'd be like... I'd finish the game Sunday, game 16 of the season. Monday morning, I'd be like, I got to go get but surgery. most guys do that. And like I said, the one story I read said he had surgery in January. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm with you. Those are Al Duke's news and notes. More news, news and now that training camps are beginning to start. News and notes every morning from you. And could you even, uh, possibly Jerry, and could you even name the backup quarterback in uh, Indianapolis? No. I cannot. No, of course not. All right, this portion Curtis is sponsored Painter. by Burlington still. Uh, make Burlington stores your back-to-school headquarters and save big on shoes, backpacks, lunch bags, casual looks, and basics. Your favorite brand names for less. Burlington style for everyone. Boomer and Carton at the top on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio. Sort of. All right, welcome back. This portion is sponsored by Target. If you're just waking up late game for the Mets last night, they beat the Padres 5-3. to three. Jacob deGrom was terrific, and Addison Reed hung on, as you say, uh, late, but it certainly was, well, curious at the end. Seth Lugo and Jolie Chassin tonight. Also of note, Yankees home for the Reds. Yankees picked up a half game as the Red Sox lost. By the way, they're even in the loss column now, though they're two games out. Red Sox did lose uh, last night, so you do have that. They lost to the Mariners Four to nothing. This portion is sponsored by Target. Running low on the stuff you need. Time for a Target run. Get everyday low prices on everyday essentials like milk, toothpaste, and diapers. Target run and done. couple of other uh, topics here. One with baseball. This Eckersley-David Price feud uh, from the plane ride is actually, I think, fascinating because David Price has not been a good Red Sox. He's been, a, uh, been battling the media. But apparently on a team flight when Dennis Eckersley got on, he didn't care for Eckersley's... Uh, Comments about, uh, I guess, a, a pitcher going through rehab was having terrible starts. Uh, and uh, was they got into some sort of confrontation. Yeah, get the bleep off the plane. Yeah, I was trying to think of how to say that properly. Right, get the bleep off the plane. Yeah, But it made me think, too, Jerry, why are the broadcasters flying with the team? I don't like that idea. Like, well, if I you're think... critical of the team... That puts you in a very awkward position. It does, and I believe the Red Sox are having major issues with, I think it's EEI up in Boston. Yes. I was reading yesterday that they're having a lot of problems with how outspoken their announcers have been, uh, you know, certain games, certain situations. It's a great point. I don't know. The only thing I can think of is you want the games on, right? You don't want uh, your broadcasters not arriving to the ballpark. They play every single day. This way, you know they're with the club. If the club's there, they're there. The game's getting on the air. So I agree. There's sort of a little bit of an issue there, but at least you know your game's being broadcast. Well, they're saying they have an issue even with the EEI talk shows and what they're... Well, I believe that. But, I mean, you can't control that. These are... 
These are sport. This is sports well, talk, Jerry. But you know what, though? I mean, some towns are a little more sensitive, and some teams Philly. are a little more sensitive than others. Yeah, Where the Eagles and the Flyers and the Sixers all complained about WIP. When I-